0: To all my moms moving on, I have something amazing for you. If you're ready to move on from your engagement ring, the experts at Worthy can help you turn it into cash. Fast and risk-free, Worthy does all the work, and their competitive auctions get you the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on with Worthy. Are you ready to move on, too? Visit Worthy.com slash moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's Worthy.com slash moms for a special bonus offer just for the Moms Moving On community. This week on Moms Moving On...
1: I was a good Indian girl. I married um, a nice Indian boy. I I got the degrees. Everything uh, was right in, on paper. Every yes. I you know, I I do the stuff to look good. You know, I just I had checked all the boxes and I got to this point and I thought, is this all there is?
0: Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. hey everyone welcome back to another moms moving on i'm so excited to have shibani joshi with me on today she's a national tv journalist professional speaker and lecturer she has covered business technology and general news for global media outlets including abc news fox news CNBC, she provides commentary on business, technology and lifestyle topics and hosts events for leading corporations. But Shabani also has a history rooted in divorce and we're going to learn so much from her today because we're going to be talking about a topic that will relate to so many truly. Shabani, thank you so much for being here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here Michelle. Thanks for having me. Um I it's a pleasure and I'm so I I remember the day that we got information about you and my assistant was like we have to email her. Mm-hmm. Um and it was particularly an article that you wrote for Elle magazine, like two years ago now? Yeah, about a year, a year and a half ago. Yeah. And we're going to talk all about it. Um, But before we do that, I'd love to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, so you kind of said the 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 big picture stuff, but who I am is is a mom who is um, and a woman who is choosing herself every single day and trying to be better, better at life, better at um, all of my roles, and really staying true to myself. I have three amazing kids and find myself in new territory every single day, trying to manage single parenting, work life balance. Being a parent, um, trying to, to to live life to my fullest. And I'm a huge fan of your work because I I believe that no one steps into divorce without a lot of introspection, without being almost forced to do it and forced yeah. to choose yourself. I think at the end of the day, you choose divorce because. There is no other way, no other path forward. And at the end of the day, you as a woman want to choose yourself first. Um, And it can be whether you initiated it or not, but you have the choice to put yourself first. And I believe that divorce can be
0: transformative in that one way. Well, you just summed up my whole life's mission. So thank you. (laughs) We'll see you next time on Moms Moving Out. No, I'm just kidding. That's, it's the truth. I think it's one of the only things, the only life events that forces you to, at least I've seen for women, to take control and open up like a, deeper level of self-awareness and say, okay, what can I do differently? What do I need to heal? How can I prevent this from ever happening again? And um, it's a a powerful transformation as you and I both know. But I want to talk about this article you wrote because it, it, no matter what culture you come from, I think there is still, you know, if you are, Um, from a more religious background or a more conservative background, there is going to be stronger opinions about divorce. And you wrote this article called The Other Side of Indian Matchmaking, The Indian Divorce. And I thought it was so interesting. And I would love for you to share a little bit about why you wrote that article and how your own story played into it a little bit.
1: Sure. Um, That article was transformative for me and, Necessary for me and what I have learned in writing, and now it's opened up a new channel for me as a writer, is I felt so alone. Um, My parents are from India. They immigrated here in the early 70s. I grew up in Oklahoma. There weren't a lot of other Indian people um, growing up in my community, and I always felt like I was straddling the fence of Indian and American. And there were a lot of great aspects of the Indian culture that I live with that are within me and aspects that I didn't feel like applied to me, but was being held to growing up as a child. Uh, there's a huge sense of duty, listening to your parents, doing what's right, sort of for the greater good, especially as a female, I had to take care of my younger brother, I had to listen to my parents, I had to clean the house, you know, I had to be, I had I had this very distinct role, right? And I had believed that through my education, through I had worked on Wall Street, I was a national TV reporter on the Fox Business Network, had my own show, Um, that that sort of traditional role would not apply to me. And because I would empower myself. I would educate myself. I would um, have financial means and resources and I would do things differently. But in the end, I found myself in a really traditional place and feeling really confused about it. And there are aspects, again, about the roles that I, I really liked and enjoyed. But at the end of the day, I felt increasingly that Confused, like, is this all there is? Is this all there is in the end? I got to the end of my roadmap. I was a good Indian girl. I married um, a nice Indian boy. I I got the degrees. Everything uh, was right in, on paper. Every yes. I, you know, I I do the stuff to look good. You know, I just I had checked all the boxes, and I got to this point, and I thought, is this all there is? And and you know, what I felt was, and I had this conversation with a coach one day because I was just feeling so disgruntled and I couldn't figure out sort of what was going on. And he was sort of digging in and digging in and digging in. And, you know, I was talking about my culture and I said, I can't get divorced. And he said, why? And I said, because I'm Indian. And he said, And he's this Israeli man. And he said, that's so confusing. You can do whatever you want. And I said, in my culture, we cannot. And when I I, so that was part of the hesitation to even bring me to contemplate divorce because I felt like it was something that was taboo and it is taboo in the Indian culture. It was something I have not seen a roadmap for. I have seen my parents are in arranged marriage. All of their friends are in arranged marriage. Everyone in my family, the generation above me is in arranged marriage for the most part. And there's no roadmap for how to be divorced. You just sort of are shunned within society. You fade into oblivion. And I just thought, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Is it my culture or is it myself? And so for a long time, I chose my culture, making my parents happy, figuring out how I was going to be in alignment with my my values. And it just, it came to a head where I, I just had to choose myself. And so for a long time, Michelle, I was separated, living, divorced, and I never told anyone in my family. Nobody, not even um, your parents, not even my parents. I told my parents because they sort of figured it out. I had three young kids, you know, they had wanted to come visit. And my dad said to me, I cannot come to the home where the man of the of the household does not
0: live. Wow. Shabani, how'd you take that? I mean, I still have tears in my eyes. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm, I am so I'm all sorry. good with
1: my parents and I have a very good relationship with them. But when it came to divorce, it really was like, it's us, it's them, or it's me. And, you know, I, I, I have always consulted them. I have always respected them. I have always, they've been along with me throughout this whole journey, but my dad said, these are my values. This is where I'm coming from. And I can't do anything about it. And they had given me some advice along the way. And I think I had put this in my article. You know, I was raised to be an alpha female. I was Mm -hmm. mowing the lawn as a girl. I was taught to balance a checkbook. I was taking care of my siblings. I was taught to learn how to Change attire. I was learned, I I was taught to be independent. And then when I got married, it was expected of me to be beta, right? We're expected to shift. Yeah. And my parents said, Why don't you try? There's two alphas in this marriage. Why don't you? Someone needs to be a beta. Someone. Mm -hmm. Who do you think that someone was? It was me.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course, it's so you know it must be such like a it's like a paradox. You're you know I y- you were educated very well and you became very successful in your own right, but also had to like take a back seat behind the scenes. And it, it, I mean, it must be like living two different lives. And I feel like this is so not uncommon for so many women.
1: Yeah, and that's what I I realized after I published my article because I think. There's a lot of shame around divorce, certainly even in American culture, but within my culture and immigrant cultures, Asian American, Indian American, you can be from anywhere in the world and there's still tremendous stigma and taboo around it. And Mm. it wasn't until you know, part of what I wanted to do was just let people know. And I didn't want to have the conversations with my aunts and my uncles. I mean, we would do family events and maybe he'd show up for a little bit or maybe he wouldn't be there. And I would say, well, he's working and, you know, whatever. And that was realistic. But I it was just happening month after month, year after year. You know, I just didn't want to lie anymore. And so I wrote that article kind of to get the news out because I didn't want to have those difficult conversations. I felt really ashamed. And what's so interesting, Michelle is like I wrote that article and all I received was really compassion. Yeah. You know. I'm sure. I received pats on the back. I received compassion. Um my aunt's uncle's family members who still live in India You know, they said, we're sorry, but we're here to support you. And even my cousins who live in India, they, you know, they were emailing me and saying, why didn't you tell us? And I said, I just felt so ashamed. And they said, divorce is no big deal anymore in India. Like (laughs) people are doing it. What's going on with you? And the thing is, is what I've realized is in immigrant cultures, your parents leave country A on day. One. And for my parents, that was in the 1970s. And then they came to America and they live with 1970s Indian values. Right. But when you go to India, people are dating, there's premarital sex, there's divorce, there is more autonomy and independence and empowerment that women have. And so, we as the second generation that are straddling two different cultures are kind of stuck between old world values and new world values. And we have to figure out what we're going to keep and what we're going to let go of. And for me, in my divorce, I was willing to take that chance. I'm going to let go of the old world values and choose this new path.
0: And I think it's amazing that you did. And I know in your article, you said that eventually like the idea of divorce, like softened your dad a little bit and he's come around to that being a reality for so many people. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, real life advice on conquering divorce, co-parenting through conflict, and becoming your best self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me, Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. In terms of letting go, I know that for you you talk a lot about perfectionism and yeah. so the perfectionism do you think that was rooted in like your old school values of just having to do everything right or was that just something else like how did you overcome that that desire for perfection
1: you know i believe we as women are inherently we we are not inherently i think we're conditioned to tie up our goalposts with perfectionism right we we even use perfect wife perfect body perfect home perfect children right maybe we say perfect husband but like we don't really talk about men in the same way consistently in my work in the corporate world on television with executives i have these in-depth conversations particularly with women and what i see time and again Is this pressure to hold up and live up to an ideal that is completely unrealistic and Mm -hmm. impossible, right? And I don't think that is cultural. I don't think meaning specific to one culture. I think that women as a whole are expected. And and this is one of the things I'm exploring and I'm starting to write about is, you know, when I go to my work, I'm masterful. I am competent. I'm really good at what I do. When I leave my job and the biggest struggles I have is fulfilling my role outside of work. It is trying That's to be so thin, relatable. Yeah. Trying to be pretty, trying to be a good mom, trying to be a good partner, keeping mm-hmm. my house clean, right? And I hear CEO women talking about this. I hear women who don't have as much education talking about this. This is who may not be working. This is the bind of women.
0: And you know, I think it's starting younger and younger, Shabani. Like I have a teenager in the house and an eight-year-old and there's this like, it. it's almost like, earlier and earlier girls are realizing that they have to be X, Y, and Z in order to be accepted or good. And, and it kind of just doesn't end. Like, I don't see this changing unless we force the change. So how did you pull yourself out of that? Because it's so hard. It's so consuming. And I am very type A and perfectionist as well. And I, and I, I too can relate.
1: And, and it rewards you, right? We don't do things that don't reward us. So it has probably gotten you a lot of great things. You've, you have you have a terrific podcast and a book and a great life and all of those things, right? But what I think part of happen, part of what has happened for me in this transition from divorce, but I also think through aging, you get to sort of like 40 years old, and there aren't as many buttons and levers to pull in the same way. You can't quit your job. You know, you're, you can't move apartments. You can't, you know, just sort of pick up and leave. You can't, maybe you can cut your hair or dye your hair. Those are like the the extensive like major changes that you can make on a whim. But, you know, for me, it's, I have this sense of, I just want to be happier every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is all in my head. People are not doing things to me. I, you know, um, we have so much more power than we know and than we believe. And my divorce was the first place. I mean, I've I felt empowered my entire life. Um, going from Oklahoma to Wall Street to leaving Wall Street to um, I was backpacking across Asia. Like I've just always felt like. I'll figure it out, you know, and as I've gotten older, what I've realized is it is this own sense of rules, these rules of who I need to be, what I need to do as a woman that hold myself back. And yes, it, it is conditioning and it is picked up on. So young, my daughter is doing the exact same thing. She's a tween and her skincare routine is like, (laughs) crazy. Same over here. Yeah. And I just look at it and I think she's going to figure it out when she's ready. All I can do is model for her something else. And that being said, Michelle, if you go inside my bathroom, I've got a lot of skincare things too. I can't sit there and say, beauty doesn't matter. It's all what's on the inside. Sorry. I've got serums and tightening creams and, you know, concealer and everything on my bathroom shelf as well, it's part of the job of being a woman. And I I don't think that you can be so naive to say, don't do it. Just let your hair grow. Don't color. Don't do these things. But I think the shift happens with what is it that I want to do and I choose to do versus what I have to do. And every day I move more into, I choose and I want to do this. And can I do things with joy versus feeling like I have to do things? Mm -hmm. Has that same attitude applied to your co-parenting life? I think so. I think, you know, one of the things that I have learned through your podcast and, you know, life and therapy and books is... You know, one of the one of the I, I think you put you had posted like um maybe it was a parallel parenting versus co-parenting and and you wrote and you said like it's okay, right? And I think again, giving yourself the bandwidth of it's okay. Whatever it is today in this moment for now, it doesn't have to be forever. It is your place and moment in time and Circumstances, life, situations, your children, the people involved will all continue to change and evolve. And it won't be this way. It doesn't have to be this way forever. It could be if that's what you choose, but making Everyday decisions into monumental meanings of things, um, I, I find doesn't necessarily help. You're just making decisions day to day. Are you in li- in alignment with yourself, with your values, with the overall sense of peace? Because peace, I think, is a huge reason why also people get divorced is they just oh, yeah. want to feel at um, peace. Yeah, they are at peace. And so what is in the in the highest interest of the greatest good of all people and peaceful, you know, as much as you can. And I know that not everybody has that choice, you know, and so you do the best you can with the circumstances that you have on that day in that moment.
0: Absolutely. That's so great. Well, I, I, I mean, I've loved having this conversation with you. So how do you think, how long has it been since you've gotten divorced? So it's still not finalized. So we're in,
1: we're, we're in the home homestretch um, in the legal finalization, but I've been, we've been um, separated for almost four or five years.
0: So you've had such a transformation in four or five years. I myself am six years out and I felt like I started to see such a change in myself probably between years two and three, which is why I talk so much about the parallel parenting in the beginning because it's hard to do anything else if you're honest with yourself. But I mean, it sounds like you're doing amazing. How, like, what's, what's in the future for you now? You know, one piece of advice I was given earlier
1: on in my divorce was date yourself. You know, start in the beginning. Invest in yourself because there is so much to learn. Right? There's so much to um, figure out. You have to figure out your finances. Where you, maybe where you're going to live, what the schedule is going to be, all of these things, and who you are really yeah. at the core is who you are. And one of the things I did early on was date myself, get to know myself, got into therapy, got into meditation. And I started also to journal. And
0: one of the things. No, that's the yes. thing. My book yes. is full of journal prompts.
1: Yes. So I am working on a book. You know, I'm working Yay. on a book um, about bending the rules of womanhood. And it is about these roles and rules that we have for ourselves outside of work um, and ways to empower ourselves. Right. And, So all of that churning and that struggle and strife and all of that stuff can bloom into something beautiful, right? If you allow it, if you fertilize it, if you water it, if you allow it, right? It's a choice. You can Mm -hmm. resist it or you can go with the flow. And so what I'm starting to see happen now is the fruition of the the blossoming and and you're right it does take time it takes years and people don't like hearing that um it's hard to go through day by day and and feel like oh one day it's going to be better because that's not going to solve your problems now but believing in yourself cultivating that relationship you have with yourself for for me has been the greatest gift and the biggest life raft to get me through these very unstable times. And there will be more because that is how life is. And so the bigger you build your life raft and the more stable it is and the more tools you have, the bigger, better, more
0: blossoming life you'll have overall. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I posted something last night about when someone says to just give it time, That is like the worst piece of advice you can hear in that moment, because all you can think of is that time being like rife with pain and stress and resentment. But the truth is anybody can look back and say, oh, my God, I went through that. And in time got so much better and got so much stronger and obviously the same can be true for you. So if you're listening to this and you're desperate to get to that place of peace like Shabani was talking about, it's coming. You just gotta put a little bit of time and work in and it'll all be worth it. Shabani, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. I where mean, can um, our listeners learn more about you and find your book when it's out?
1: Yeah, so I shobanijoshi.com is where you can find me. I do lots of talks and lectures, particularly geared towards women and female empowerment. Um, I have a book coming. I'm in the process right now of still writing and then I'm on social media. So I'd love to have you along. And, and I'd love to also, I'm going to start doing, um, during the pandemic, I started to host, workshops for women. And um, that's something I I'm continuing to do. So stay tuned for that, because, you know, as as you know, Michelle, and you experiences, so many women feel alone, and creating community and feeling that they're part of a community where they don't feel so lonely is the greatest gift during the hardest time, one of the hardest times in life.
0: Yep, absolutely. You you summarized it all so beautifully. For everybody listening, I encourage you to go check out Shabani, get in touch, wait for her book to be out. I'm sure it's going to be incredibly empowering. And we'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms, and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process along with how to make your practice successful. Visit MomsMovingOn.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.